You are listening to the Noisy Narratives podcast, a podcast produced by the Women of First Ministries at Frisco First Baptist Church in Frisco, Texas. Here at Noisy Narratives, we like to cut through the noise of our stories and get to the heart of what really matters. We hope you are blessed by what we share. Thank you so much for listening. Isn't it amazing? Just a little note before we begin today's Noisy Narratives podcast, we just want you to know that the next two weeks, Christy and I will be taking off, so we will not be dropping any blogs or podcasts in the next couple of weeks. We are going to be spending the time celebrating Christmas and the new year with our families and friends, and uh, we hope that you're able to do the same. So we look forward to seeing you in the new year in 2023. We hope you enjoy today. We will see you next time. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo. And Christy and I are here today. Oh, I went back to last names. It's just Debbie and Christy. (laughs) (laughs) You fluctuate. We can't decide who we want to be. Okay, so it's Debbie and Christy here. And so, um, Christy, what are we opening with today? We're opening with a question. Yeah. One of my favorite songs. Am I supposed to guess what this song is? A great song. By the way, y'all should all listen to it. We'll come back to the song. Okay. Come back to the song in a minute. My question for you is, if somebody gave you a hundred bucks today, what would you do with it? A hundred dollars? Because back in, I was thinking about this because it totally, it doesn't I saw go this. very far today. Okay. So that there's that. But now as an adult, usually you don't ask that question as an adult because no. you're assuming you have a job, you probably have a hundred dollars mm-hmm. you can spend. But if someone gave you just a hundred dollars, I mean, for us, it's what, just a hundred dollars mm-hmm. or depending on where you are in your paycheck period, I guess, well, at the end sure. of the month, middle of the month. But when you were asked that earlier, you're usually as a kid, and so you're like, oh, $100. Like, oh, I do. Yeah, and you would probably do something with it. So my question to you is, what would you do with $100? If we could do anything? Anything. Anything, anything, anything. The more I thought about well, I'll, I'll wait. You answer. Hmm. Can we be as boring? Do we have to spend it? Because honestly, I would say I would probably save it. No, I think that's in the, the bank. point. I would throw it in the bank account. I yes. don't know what I would do. I would put it. I, that's what I, I, would I put was it in like. The bank account. Oh my gosh, my first response is I would put it in, in the bill. Bank like I'd be like, here, I'm going to pay a bill. Yeah. I'll be done. So I don't have to exactly. worry. Exactly. But before, I would instantly have been like, our younger years. Yeah. Oh, I want that. Purse, but we had no or worries. I want that perfume. Yeah. I want that whatever. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that interesting? We're yes. all older and wiser and more boring. Well, know, let's I ask guess. our guest if she's on the same wavelength of us. And maybe they can guess her by her voice. Oh, okay. Hey, everybody. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's not even how I say hey all the time. Uh, so guess me who I We're am. We're pulling you in. Um, $100. You, you guys are boring. I mean, I in my head, I'd be like, yes, logically, I should save it. But I have like this little, sometimes when I house it or when... Like if my grandmother will send me money, I'll just mm. put it in a jar and save it for so you like. You just have cash on hand. Well, listen, I'm not that bougie, but kind of. <laughs> What's wrong with cash? That's not yeah, bougie. That's not no, bougie. but just to say, oh, you have hundred dollar well, cash on hand. Like, don't carry cash. A lot of people <laughs> don't carry like cash anymore. True. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't I was, carry it around. I, I put it in a. It's like in a, a little savings thing of okay. like because if I put it in the bank, I'm gonna spend save it or spend it, it yeah, on right. like logical things. So this is for like, you know, if I'm saving up for something big or a trip or. Or if I, I don't know, whatever. But if someone were to just hand me $100 today, I'd 
probably go get my nails done or go get a massage. See, that's what I wish I, I would know. do. I Me love getting too. my nails done, but I also know that it's not going to last and it's cheap. And so anyway. No, I'm but right if there. someone I am right there with bucks, you. I'd go for the the mani pedi deluxe, the fun, <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever that the is, deluxe. Yeah, I was. So does that does that answer then change though? According to like, if I had a million dollars, someone gave me a million dollars, then do you get crazy all of a sudden, or do you go, oh no, I'm saving it still hmm. for like when I retire, for when I whatever. let's ponder that for this entire podcast, and we can answer that at the mm. end. Good idea. Like, because seriously, I think it really does change. So do <laughs> Even all our I listeners. Wonder, I'm saying it may not change. Well, so then did y'all play the lotto when it was what five billion dollars or one point? No. You know, we billion? used to do that. I used to. I know, it. but not used to. But it. Did no. you do the recent one? No, I'm saying so that much. I've gotten more boring. Even oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I've yeah. never ever thought of doing the lottery, but then I saw it and I was like, maybe this is the time. That's what I said. But yeah. then my mother's voice in my head, because when I turned 18, I <laughs> really gambling. wanted to go get a lottery ticket. That was the one like rebellious yeah. thing that I could legally do mm-hmm. when I turned 18. And she said, "That's gambling. Mm-hmm. That's against the Bible." So. Dang, that's in my head rules Thanks, that come Mom. into play in our lives just fair. she does not want to play crafts with me in vegas though. <laughs> she won't even get on a plane to go to vegas <laughs> this is the two not. of you in vegas together <laughs> that we would have fun that's true. me and ruth green yep and there At it the is crap so table. that's who's sitting with us is ruth green's daughter Brittany green ladies that's how and gentlemen. we will that's, that's how we heretofore will call her by is ruth green oh that's daughter. how yeah. i've been known my whole life oh really yeah. well that's a great start I, to our a great, story well it is a great story and the other part is that um, i would have it no other way mom she's fabulous. she loves to listen to us uh, she does she we does. get feedback <laughs> about Wednesday morning around 10 o'clock we do because she's listened so to much. she's fabulous oh she's and good. by then she's texted it to 20 people so she is good job mom what's great about your mother awesome. is she's like the um the best encourager like the best she description so of an is. encourager she knows true. how to encourage true okay Brittany Green tell us about <laughs> you <laughs> not your mom tell us about you uh yeah my name is Brittany I I don't know. What do you want to know? You Ask said questions. it best. That's well, you said it best. You are the what? Are the Frisconian? Quintessential oh, Frisco I girl. am a true Frisco person. Why? <laughs> um, well, okay. So I didn't... I wasn't born in Frisco. I was born in Dallas. We lived in Dallas for seven years of my life. And then we moved here when I was seven. So Frisco looked So first different. grade. Second grade. Second grade, second yeah. Grade. Rogers summer Elementary? Before, summer before second grade. Yep. Rogers mm-hmm. Elementary. Mm-hmm. I went to all the original schools. So Rogers, Staley, Frisco High. I didn't go to Acker, which was the first in kindergarten. Yeah, before I was too old. So, but my brother did. So, we are, we are OGs. And then, how long have y'all been at this church? Since, well, so we moved here and we traveled back. We were at Park City's Baptist Church in Dallas for all. Like that's where my parents were for when they moved to Dallas. And um, so we we traveled back and forth for maybe. I don't know, eight months or a year or so. Mm-hmm. And then we were invited to FBC by Mr. Yates, Earl Yates, who mm-hmm. was the crossing guard at Rogers at the time. And he, I guess, I don't remember this. I remember second grade being great, but my mom said I cried all the time, which is probably Put also accurate. Um, but I don't, cool I don't really remember it. You only remember the grade. <laughs> yeah, That's awesome. Like, I, don't remember, I remember third grade crying a lot, but... They said second grade. I cried every day going to school. So Mr. Yates would be so sweet. And he was like, Brittany, today's going to be a great day. We're going to have a great day. And so through like, he was just so kind and encouraging and letting us cross the street. And he, um, 
By the way, we have the best crossing guards and always oh. have. Yeah. Yeah. Mr. James is the one now. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. At Rogers. At now Rogers. there's like oh. 40 something yeah. elementaries, but at Rogers, at Rogers in particular, we still have. We still have my kids go there. That's why. Yeah. I yeah. say that because yeah. we love our crossing guards. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. That's awesome. But yeah, he. Through, like, just becoming friends with us, he was like, Ruth, where do y'all go to church? And she said, oh, we go back to Dallas. And he's like, nope, come to church with us this Sunday. And um, mm. so he invited us to First Baptist, and I don't think we really ever looked back. So we've been here, I don't know, how long ago is 1998? <laughs> so long. Mm. Yeah. Get out your calculators. Yeah, something. So I told a, a sixth grade boy the other day, he asked how long I've been at this church. And I said, well, I've been on staff for 10 years but I've been at this church since 1998. And he goes, Whoa, I wasn't even born. <laughs> Said, I know. Yeah. Thank you. Thank, <laughs> Thank you, for you so much. Me. So, yeah. So you are minister to girls here. Yep. Women. Girls minister. Girls minister. Yep. The best, by the way. Oh, thank you. do you. a fabulous job. Well, some days. No, it's all a, the time. It's you a love joy a- and honor to do what I do. Well, it is. It's and you love the girls well and the boys well. And it's um, fun to watch the kids get excited. Especially when you're talking on Sunday morning or girls retreat, like you know how to really rally the troops and what they like. <laughs> Thanks. Even it's though, good. you know, for some people that have been in youth for 10 years, they yeah. may not still be connecting true. with kids. Still, Yeah. I still feel excited. and I feel like I'm just figuring out my job, which yeah. sounds silly. I feel like I well, probably say that every year. Well, kids are changing but, though. Yeah, so you have true. to change all the yeah. time. And then so. COVID put a big wrench in it. True. Yeah. So how did but probably you... 10 years ago, I was like, I know what I'm doing. And oh yeah, you're young. And then the next year I was like, oh, now I know what I'm doing. So I'm still like, I don't know what I'm doing, but it's kind of like Bible study, with it. right? Like you <laughs> yeah. do your first Bible study and you're like, yes, I know the Bible. I know so much. And then more, you, the, the more studies you do, the more you're like, I have not, I have, I have not studied the Bible. Yeah. I have <laughs> yeah. no idea what the Bible is. And it's says. just until at some point you finally just embrace the fact you're yeah. not, you're always going to be learning. Always. You know, yeah. and I think and that's, that's true for thing. your job. Yeah, I think that's true yeah. for being a minister. It's like you just yeah. embrace the fact that mm-hmm. every day is a different day, and mm-hmm. you don't know what the kids are going to bring and all that kind of stuff. So, so you graduated from Frisco High. I did. Went to the youth group. Were you involved with the youth group here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, yeah, we were involved with everything. My parents were on a lot of committees. My dad was chairman of the deacon for a long time, and or I don't really know how long, mm-hmm. but he was a deacon for a long time. Or is a deacon. You were here know. when Tommy was here. Skate mm-hmm. guys, Tommy. Yeah, so Tommy Woodard baptized me, <laughs> which is funny. Yeah. Uh, he's now in a movie. And it's a good movie. Um, so he was the youth pastor my sixth and seventh grade year. I guess seventh grade is when he left, like, that fall. So I I was on, in his youth ministry for, like, a semester or so. So you got to experience a transition from mm-hmm. him to Yeah. My, my like, high school, college years were lots of transitions. So it's funny to me that I've been – in one place for mm-hmm. so long but yeah i had like five different youth pastors between it probably associate. felt different even though you were one church you had different youth pastors yeah. for a lot yeah no that makes yeah. sense so the leaders were all consistent and um yeah people were just consistent but youth ministry was kind of a we had yeah people would step in and step out and mm-hmm. but it was really i mean it was i never thought that that was like traumatic or like the change was all bad because it was You're just a, a new, yeah, I was a kid and also like, cause high school was the big transition. So our youth pastor, Adam stayed from like my eighth grade till junior year. Mm. So that was kind of a stable, um, thing. And then, and then I had band directors. I was in band, um, surprise. What'd you play? And I played the clarinet. Yay. The reading. Yeah, I was real cool. Um, <laughs> your clarinets are the coolest. Yeah, they're not. It's fine. I, was I mean, clarinet oh, you were? Yeah. Wow. Middle school. Can you still play? Maybe. 
I just know I hated those reeds oh. and having to like. <laughs> I'm sensing a new theme song. Clarinets. No, <laughs> run from the clarinets. <laughs> we do not. Yeah, I the wanted clarinets. to be a saxophonist or a trumpet. But you have the right lips or something. I just well, I didn't know in sixth grade. I I was all about the, playing the clarinet, mm-hmm. and then I <laughs> later was like, oh, these are all my friends, and they're way cooler than. <laughs> and there's less competition because there's so many yeah. flutes and clarinets that I could have. I don't know. I just moved over to the saxophone. I wanted to be cool, and I wasn't. Yeah. So it's fine. So what? Yeah, so we you had different band up, directors, also, is what I was. You grew yeah. up in. I mean, so Frisco was very different, much mm-hmm. smaller town. Mm-hmm. So what are the pros and cons to growing up? Um, in kind of a the church environment and going to school with everybody that you see at church and all that kind of stuff because. You're, there's no getting away. You were in small yeah, town. We you know, were, you can't. It was small town. Yeah. So yeah. what were the like pros and cons of that? I mean, luckily we were growing. So like elementary school, actually, I found some pictures the other day of, of all these girls from my sixth grade years that it's funny that now a lot of them are back. And so, um, so it was just funny to be like, oh, we were really good friends. And mm-hmm. then like high school happens and it changes everything. Mm-hmm. But so yeah, elementary school, the girls that I was in class with were the same ones at church and our moms were all kind of friends and so yeah you can't really get away from anything so if there's drama it carries over to church and or if there's if you're feeling left out then you're left out at school and church and so I don't know Frisco's a lot different now where we have middle schools I mean you guys are middle and high school so 6th through 12th Mm -hmm. grade and you're with the girls in all those grades middle school and high school grades yeah we do so there's like what 20 middles and like 11 high schools or something so how has that like you've experienced both dynamics yeah so like I see now our students like a lot of visitors will come in and a parent will be like where are the Wakeland 10th graders and I'm like well we have a Wakeland 10th graders or especially in middle school they're like where are the Vandeventer girls that are in seventh grade and I'm like we don't actually have any or we have one but really Mm -hmm. it would be better like I feel like small groups go better if it's a mix of schools the ones that go I mean it could go either way but it seems like it's a good small groups tends to be a good escape from like I can talk about everything going on in my world without you really affecting my Mm. school world and or if I see you at school and you're acting one way and then you come into church and act a different way then um I don't know I can see how that would be good for kids too, like different friend groups. Yeah, because so so often you think that it should be the same all the way. Yeah, I had different friend groups. I loved it. It just seems like small groups go like the ones that tend to last throughout college and like the community stays for a long, long Mm. time is groups that maybe have a mix of schools and interest, and it's not Mm -hmm. just all these cross country girls that are always together all the time. And Mm. then maybe if, if drama happens, then it's drama at school and at church and. So I don't know. So you try to encourage parents to let your kids sit with other kids out of their same age group and their gender, but maybe a different school. Yeah. Yeah. And we want any kid to connect. So it doesn't like if you're connecting with people at your school, that's fantastic. And Mm -hmm. that's who you're going to bring, right? Your friends Mm -hmm. or if we're asking people to bring friends, they're going to bring school friends. So Mm -hmm. that's always good and encouraged, but yeah, it's kind of both end. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was like, I couldn't get away from, it wasn't until like late middle school that I was like, oh, I have friends outside of these same girls mm-hmm. that, you know, middle school you change anyway. And so they went the cheer sporty route and I was a band kid and trying to play sports that didn't know how to do anything. So, yeah. but I'm tall, so I should have played a little more sports, but <laughs> it's fine. So then <laughs> so. how did you end up at Wachita? Um, yes, yeah, so I went Wachita to Wachita Baptist, Baptist in mm-hmm. Arkansas. Yep. 
What's um, your undergrad? My undergrad is in psychology and Spanish. Okay. With a biblical studies minor. So Spanish? Yeah. Espanol. Are you still uh can you still speak Spanish? I can speak it if I'm around it for a while. Mm. I'm not fluent. I don't think I ever really was super fluent. Yeah. I lived in some foreign countries for some summers and so So tell us about your like, journey of like Yeah, so I picked Washita. Um my parents went to Washita and so I grew up knowing all about it. And then I by senior year, I, that's the only place I was like, I'm going to Washita. I wanted to do missions. And so I knew that since like ninth grade. And so I was, I knew I wanted a small Christian school. And then I was like, Washita is it. And then by senior year, I was like, there's a million colleges. Like how, what if that's not what the Lord has for me? What if I'm missing it? Because I haven't looked anywhere else. And so I was like, I'm not going to Washita. <laughs> that's silly. Um, so I looked at every other school in the world and Basically, I, I like all those schools I could see myself at and I visited and then I'd walk on campus and be like, yeah, but it's not a washta. And um, which for good or for bad, I was just comparing everything to it. And I was like, oh, I could see this is good community. or I like this mm-hmm. program better, whatever. Um, and but then it just wasn't washta. And so then by I still hadn't decided by February and I went it was down between like DBU and washta. And I had a good friend going to Dallas Baptist and it's close and I have younger brothers so I could come back for games or whatever easier than four hours away. And so I went with my friend one day to visit and we had the best day. It was a great tour and DBU's campus was not what it is now, Hmm. but they have this huge hill in the middle of campus. There wasn't a lot of like community life, just people hanging out. They would just hang out with their dorm and I don't know, they're just people would, and maybe it's still this way a little bit, but it's in a weird spot of town. So it's not really in a town. Yeah. And so you have to like drive to do anything. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the chapel was being built at the time cause I'm old. And, um, <laughs> so it was, it wasn't nearly as pretty as it is now. And they just hadn't figured out, like they were still newer and hadn't figured out what community life looks like. And we had a great day, but I remember leaving and being like, I'm not going to DBU and I'm mm-hmm. going to Washita. And it was just kind of like that. Like I just knew like that's where I'm going. And mm. so, um, it was the best. I loved every bit of it. And for the most part. And, um, so I started as an education major cause I just wanted to get in overseas wherever I could do ministry missions. missions work. And then I quickly was like, I do not want to be a teacher. <laughs> and Amen. so, yeah. Amen. So I switched to psychology cause there were so many options of what I could do. And, and I loved psych. It was, it was good for me. Um, and I kept Spanish just to, it looked good on a resume and I wanted to be fluent and whatever. So. so did you want to do missions in Spanish speaking countries at the time? Yeah. Okay. Uh, originally I thought, I mean, I was just open to anywhere, but I re- like originally my call, I felt like it was more like Africa. Mm-hmm. That was kind of the dream, especially because it was talked about a lot more. Mm-hmm. My grandparents grew up in, um, West Africa. And so, um, or they didn't grow up there. They served there. My dad grew up there. Oh. So they were missionaries over there in Ghana and Nigeria. And so I just grew up of hearing those stories and then when God clearly called me to ministry, it was kind of like, oh, well, I'm going to Africa. Um, but then I saw like 10th grade year that summer, I lived in Uruguay with some missionaries. And um, so I I just kind of fell in love with Latin culture and taking Spanish classes all through high school. I just, anything Spanish speaking. So I was like, it'll get me in places if I can speak Spanish. And um, so that's why I kept Spanish as the major and, and living in Texas, even if I came back, oh, you, would use you it. can, mm-hmm. yeah. 
Well, you, you can use it down the road, right, from where we're yeah. at right now. My neighbors a few years ago were Hispanic, and I tried to talk to the little kids in English and Spanish, and they all just looked at me confused. So <laughs> maybe, Spanish like, just maybe, I'm, maybe I don't know how to speak to anyone, so it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, so I chose psychology being like, I can do so much with mm-hmm. it. I have so many options. And then when I graduated, I had so many options and <laughs> like had to, yeah, it was like too broad for Mm. meet my like undecisive self to pick but but I jumped into youth ministry while I was in college because they needed help at the church I was I had visited and um it was like so I learned how to do ministry in a small town and like very small town like our youth ministry if everyone were there maybe had like 25 or 30 kids a little yeah little little so it was real sweet just to like I had my little group of middle school Mm -hmm. girls and we would just hang out all the time and um yeah it was fun I went back for a homecoming one time and took brought a student to visit Washita, like from Frisco, oh, to visit. And one of my friends was like, man, I'm so glad that post-college Brittany is the same as college Brittany. You always had students around you. And oh, that's like, a cool compliment. That's a kind compliment. It like, is. Yeah, but, that's awesome. Yeah, I don't, okay, so then I don't, you graduate. Yeah. And what happens? So, well, the summer before I graduated, like going into senior year, I had lived in Chile with some missionaries mm. and did a lot of ministry. And I loved Santiago. It was a, it's a city, but Spanish speaking, like, so we were definitely, me and my brother went and we're both tall blondes and, um, you stood like, out. Yeah. Stood out, which, uh, Chile's a little more like European style anyway, but like blondes come from Argentina. And so mm. people just thought we were Argentines or something. And so, um, but while we were there, the Lord like really cleared me really called me back to the states and was like you're by closing doors or opening doors uh mostly by closing them i think so i don't know i mean he wasn't there weren't any options anywhere else but it was yeah. just a very clear like i was just praying about there's a lot of missionaries in santiago because that's where the international mission board has their like um kind of their ministry hub. yeah the hub of the yeah. imb is down there so they do a lot of accounting and yeah. like uh like there's HR people there and you know so they have a lot of offices and so there's a lot of um, missionary families and which we did a lot with missionary kids and it was really fun Um, and they do sports ministry they do so they just send out church planners from there Mm. and so it's just very different ministry and it's all really important but um, I just the whole time I was like this is kind of like I was feeling this weird like why do we as Americans come down here when the Santiago churches are run by Chileans and the like at one point the IMB planted these churches and so that, but now they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. And so I just, I don't know. I wrestled, like, I think that everything that missionaries are doing is great. And I like, we're not discounting. Yeah. It wasn't discounted at all, but it was just like, for me personally, I was like kind of questioning and the Lord was just kind of clearly like, well, you feel this way because I'm calling you back to the States. And, and like, it wasn't a, it wasn't like an opportunity was closed. It wasn't like there was a different opportunity. It was just Mm -hmm. like, come back to the States. Mm -hmm. And I, so I was like, okay, well, don't go out of the country. And so I got back after that summer, still having a year left of college and being like, well, I guess I'm going to grad school because you can't do anything with a psych degree unless you go to grad school. True. And which is not fully true, but mostly true. Mostly <laughs> like, true. Yeah. 99%. So true. you need like a research degree or a teaching certificate. Yeah. Or a counseling <laughs> and that's degree. Not an and option. that's out <laughs> yeah. off the table. So yeah. So I was like, well, I'll go be a counselor, I guess. And so I applied to all these grad schools. Um, but before school started, Chris and I, who was the youth pastor here, he came my senior year of high school. So our relationships went from like youth pastor kid to 
like while we were in college, it was more of like, oh, how's youth stuff going? Like kind of co-ministering Because you were people. working, yeah, you were kind of co-ministering because you were working at a different, yeah. you was kind of mentoring yeah. you. Yeah, yeah. Like you mentor, in that. yeah. Mm-hmm. so it turned into more, maybe more friendship and mentorship stuff. And so then we, he was just like, how was your summer? Tell me about Chile. And mm. so I was like, well, I'm coming Did back to the Did y'all go eat States. McRibs and talk about it? No, we didn't. That's he good. does love the McRib though. God, I yeah, loves a good McRib. We went to IHOP. It's where this there conversation happened. <laughs> I don't okay. know why it stands out, That's but good. he, but he said, "I was like, well, I'm coming back to the states, and I'm going to grad school." And he said, "Well, we're wanting to create a girls' ministry, so come create a girls' ministry. Come work for me while you go to grad school if you find one around here." And so I just then only applied to grad schools that were in Dallas Close to here. Yeah, and um, so I ended up at DBU for seminary, and. Yeah. So then I graduated and it was cool. Cause I looking back like junior year, we didn't have a youth pastor for six months before Chris came. And there was a time when like we had done Sunday night Bible studies was kind of a staple of how youth ministry was while Adam was our youth pastor. And so I was like, well, we got to do something, nothing mm-hmm. like only things happening are Sunday mornings and leaders were doing that well. Mm-hmm. And, or maybe Wednesday nights too, but, um, it was like Sunday nights, nothing's happening. So I was like, I can't lead my peers, but I can lead middle school girls. So we started a middle school girls Bible study for, we we did that for like a year or two. And then while we were in Uruguay, there was no girls coming to the youth ministry. So we did some girls Bible studies and game nights and kind of start trying to get girls to come to their church's youth ministry. And then, I don't know, just looking back, it's kind of clear how the Lord was pointing to girls ministry but cool. using like all my experiences overseas to overseas, be like, I'm yeah. bringing you back. And, um, yeah. So even, even then in youth ministry, I, in my head, I was just helping out and then going to graduate and go overseas, but I just fell in love with teenagers and I just think that it's such important stuff. So what do you love um, most about it? Why do you drama. like it so much? She loves the drama. Give me some teenage drama over like crying three-year-olds any day. <laughs> um, <laughs> not really, but kind of, uh, I mean, I enjoy, I don't enjoy drama, but I enjoy it's being humorous. able to like speak into like, Hey, this isn't as bad as you think it is. Or mm-hmm. let's talk about whatever. You don't disregard but, them. Yeah. You can sit with them. Yeah. I love, I don't know. I love, um, just like when a kid gets on fire for the Lord and wants to start serving and like, I love when they want to do ministry themselves or have all these ideas. Um, I just think, I think that like middle schoolers can really change the world and, I don't like they get so discounted because they're crazy, but we go on mission trips and they show up ready to share the gospel because they don't have like the shame or fear yet of their peers a little bit and it's getting there, but, but they just show up and they're like, I'm telling people about Jesus. So let's go. And our high schoolers, I mean, they do the same thing, but it takes a little bit of like, you know, they have the awareness of like, well, this is going to be awkward. It's going to be weird, but. And there's a too cool for school factor. Sure. So yeah. So Remember you saying one time your favorite thing is watching a kid realize that they are supposed to be, or they're, they're called to the ministry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I remember love thinking, that. that's so cool that yeah, you were so like, big. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And you champion that. But yeah. to see it when that happens in a kid. Yeah. There's a, somewhere Paul talks about like, our job is to equip the saints for the ministry. Mm-hmm. Somewhere. And, and I just, so. yeah. A lot of places. <laughs> a lot of places. I don't know where. Sorry. No, I don't have a Bible No, no, no. But, it's good. But I just think that like. Like idealistic me in high school yeah. was like, oh, I'm going to go knock down doors and free people from slavery. I'm going to go feed all these poor people and I'm going to go like share the gospel with all these. But really, I think the sweet spot of ministry is like equipping our students to do it and lead. And, and so much of our ministry is just 
based on like getting students to lead and our worship might not be perfect, but it's all led by students and, and Josh, but mm-hmm. like overall, like VBS, it was all people 18 awesome. and under that were That's leading so good. VBS worship. And I don't know, it's just cool to see them be so able to take over. I'm like, I would love to give away my job. Yes. Cause mm-hmm. like if someone's saying, Hey, we want to start a girl's ministry. What's your first thing, your advice to give them? That's question number one. And question number two, if someone's looking for a strong, like girls ministry or youth group, what should they be looking for? You can pick either one to answer or answer questions that are, uh, wowie. Um, (laughs) like if someone said, Hey, we (laughs) don't actually have, like we have, like we don't have, let's do it with the youth group one. We will not have a strong youth group. What can we do to make our youth group stronger? Like, let's just say like a small town is looking for, to make their youth group stronger or anywhere. Because you know it works. Blue is great. So, like, yeah, what do y'all well, do that you're passionate about? Yeah, you're right. It just depends on the situation. You're throwing this, like, very broad. Well, uh, you sorry. can narrow it down to um, however you want to. I would to. say I think that small groups are the most important thing that people do. So, okay. you can – anyone can set themselves on fire and draw a crowd. But if you really want to grow a ministry, you're going to do it by, like, connection and community. And, like, every teenager is longing to be known hmm. and – seen and because there so. are some really amazing strong youth groups that are small yes yeah yeah and so I think that's what yeah we I mean we forget right and yeah. so it's um because in our city we've grown our stuff mm-hmm. is just big cause, I mean of where we are but you worked yeah. in an incredible church yeah with a great yeah. youth ministry that was you, smaller and you gotta have the mindset of out like, there even too yeah. yeah you gotta have the mindset of like we gotta grow and get more and like we can't be stagnant with who we are but because then it becomes too in focused, and mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. no good either. And like Jesus says, go. But you're go equipping make saints, like you're saying, whatever. wherever you are, right? Yeah. So you're that's still sure. your job. You can't you're doing it. To, yeah. yeah. And so, um, you know what that looks like, and everything is just going to be different, maybe depending on where you are. But yeah. I do think it's interesting because you go to, you know, we all go to conferences as ministers. You guys go to a bunch or a couple, a couple you know. Yeah. Um, and our, you go all yeah. the time to conferences. I just feel like you're gone, but then I realize, no, no it's no, not just no, that. No. It's mission trips and <laughs> yeah. everything else. Um, but I go to one conference a year. <laughs> yeah. But you're meeting like other ministers from other mm-hmm. churches and we're actually on the pretty large, most churches. Yeah. What, what's the number? Like 85% or smaller than us or something numbers wise oh, of churches yeah. in the U S. And so I think giving cool ideas um, is helpful. I think sharing things, but just knowing too, that, um, it's easy to get frustrated where you are if you don't see yeah, change or growth or whatever, yeah. or even for us during COVID was hard, right? Cause our numbers, we were used to, yeah, but you can be in a small town and rent. surely not everyone knows Jesus. Oh like, yeah, for sure. So for a youth group to just be like, Oh, yeah. I'm fine with my three kids. Like yeah. it's fine. And you mm-hmm. can go very deep and grow those kids very spiritually, mm-hmm. but the most, spiritually mature thing a person can do is share the gospel with somebody mm-hmm. and so if you're not equipping them so what to would share you suggest gospel, if you then... are in a really small town though like that and there's not many you would say then go on mission trips well probably, yeah but, right i mean those small towns have schools not every student is at a youth group probably so mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure that there's and people there's in, in a small awesome. town that don't know jesus yeah you know even just because yep. you're in a small town i don't know but yeah, you, there's always yeah, people go on, out there go that serve, don't know. Go serve, go whatever. Yeah, but go outside. Yeah. Yeah, outside yourself. Go go share go the gospel, the good mm-hmm. news. What yeah. we're called so to how do. are girls good at that? Like you're a girls minister. How are we, how are girls uniquely gifted in how we share the gospel? 
I mean, I think every girl is unique. So you can't just say this is your story because you're Mm -hmm. a girl. Like some girls are very sporty. So you can use the gospel to share Mm -hmm. with your team or through sports analogies or, but I think girls in in general are like very relational. And so the relational side of things is how you're going to get stuff typically Mm -hmm. share the gospel. Mm -hmm. But then other, I mean, we have other students that are just bold and walk right up to someone at the mall and say, Hey, do you know Jesus? And that's awesome. Like, that's a great gifting that, mm-hmm. that I do not have. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. So walk us through your summers. Cause your summers are crazy. So we yeah. see y'all here on campus a lot from like September all the way through Christmas. Yeah. And then yeah. June and July, and y'all just did. disappear. Yeah, and your Instagram blows yeah. up and I'm like, it's look right at after where graduation too. It's yeah, like it graduation happens and it's crazy here. Y'all have all the graduation yeah. thing. And literally that day you're yeah. gone. Yeah. yeah. For the rest I always tell my friends I'm a bad summer friend. So just get ready. Yeah, that's <laughs> okay. Know. Yeah. And I'm not okay. a bad friend. I just am a MIA friend, but yeah. yeah, we, so our students love to serve which I know is not the case for every youth ministry, but okay. We, but time out. I think y'all have done a good job of teaching them to serve okay. and giving them time, a place you. to yeah. sign up to go serve. And yeah. our parents are also, so many of them are like, get my kid out of Frisco. What does Chris say? We're going to beat the Frisco out of them. <laughs> he says that a lot. Yeah. We're going to beat the Somehow. Frisco out of them. We're I'm like, I agree. With you. I will, I will give you a plane. spoon, Chris, to beat it yeah. for you, for <laughs> you, please. <laughs> but it's true. Cause so many of us mm-hmm. didn't grow up and we see the, um, the facade that Frisco has and yeah. the, the shallowness of it mm-hmm. that when we can have our kids serve, we want them. Yeah. Just like the Alaska trip yeah. opened up and it filled up within like an hour. An hour. Yeah. Cause everyone's like, get our kids out of Frisco. Kids. Yeah. Yes. Wild. So y'all, I think do a great job, whether yeah. it's Arlington out of, you know, Alaska, West Virginia, whatever, giving them a place to go serve. And yeah. we are thankful for that. Well, good. So yeah. they are service minded, but because they have <laughs> yeah. options. So, yeah. So we just kind of do mission trips all summer. We do a senior trip. Is, Which is Tennessee, right? Yeah, we go to Gatlinburg, Tennessee. How many years have y'all been doing that? I think like five or six or seven. I don't know. To Tennessee. Which, yeah. To Dolly World or whatever? Yeah, we go to Dollywood every time. Dollywood? Dolly World. Dolly World. Dolly World. Dolly Dollywood. And you'd be surprised at how, like if I had a theme park, my face would be all over. Like, all over it'd the be theme park. Bill. Like, I'm just, <laughs> yeah. I have an ego. Yeah. And yeah. like, we if I were Dolly Parton, I'd she have, not? No. Well, she has like a few, but overall there's no statue of her. There's no, it's a great theme park and it's themed around like where she grew up in uh, Seaverville. That is and, a cute story. Um, like, so a replica of her original house, it's tiny, like, tiny. There's like 11 kids. She like has 11 siblings ish. It was like a room. They kind were of a very, partition, very a kitchen. Like, I only yeah. know this because I watched the NBC poor. show. Yeah, oh, it was so, so, good. Yeah. so poor. It was a good show. I love Dolly. But yeah. yeah, they have, they have, the, I mean, it's theme park. So great rides. It's clean. Oh. It's, it's a little bit of kind of Silver Dollar City. Like they have some glass blowing, but not quite as crazy as Silver Dollar City. And is glass blowing crazy? No, but like kind of like that hometown, like you can, like there's some metal works and some, oh. like, you know, like the little country thinking of the amish community right now oh no no no. yeah they have all that i love it like, i think it's so cool yeah, yeah. but like silver dollar city you can go there's gamble. like so many no 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 it's like Where's silver dollar city why in branson she does have a museum so you can go see all her uh, outfits yeah it's, oh, it's incredible her outfits and just kind of learn about her life so yeah we do that we go whitewater rafting we go hiking it's a great Aww. time so we do senior trip we do vbs and we you do. Got, you do VBS in like Virginia, West Virginia. Yeah. So this there. summer we're going to West Virginia and hosting their VBS for the third year, which is just real sweet. And then we're going 
to Alaska this year. Last summer, we took a group to Zambia. The goal is always partnership with whoever, whatever mm-hmm. mission organization we go with. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So you can maintain a relationship mm-hmm. and keep yeah. going back, which so, I think that is super cool. Yeah. So this will be our third summer in Alaska. What's a fun fact we don't know about Brittany Green? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what people don't know. Uh, <laughs> you don't know what people don't know. Have you ever been arrested? No. I have gotten quite a few tickets. Oh, for Do you speeding? have a lead foot? Um, so I've gotten three speeding tickets, I guess. But yes. I've been pulled over. Like, my, I've always had old cars. So this, this car I currently have is like a 2014, and it's the newest car I've ever owned. And which is, it's awesome. eight years old. Right? So it's yep. great. That's a pretty newer car to me. But mm-hmm. um, like, get no things for like me, license friend. plate lights being out. I've gotten oh, pulled yeah. over like two or three times for that. Like a tail or, light eye or something. Yeah, stuff like that is whatever and then do you use excuses no i I try not to play the girl card because car trouble does make me cry so i know that like tickets even wait i don't know make you cry too like getting pulled i'll probably cry after it but i don't want to be that girl that's crying to the police officer just try it one time one time just see what i hope to not get pulled over well you're you're you're, you see had seemed to have a history of it so the last time i got pulled over was 2017 for a ticket so Okay, it's maybe it's in while. the book. So yeah. next time you oh, need gosh. to cry. Come on. So when I get a ticket in a few months, it's Chrissy's fault. It is. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> just when you cry and you get out of it, I'll oh, tell you okay. the That'll be so great. Yeah. <laughs> I got pulled over exiting the venue at my brother's wedding. What? And I was taking home one of his friends, the one of the groomsmen. I didn't know this guy. And so we're driving and the speed limit changed right before the venue. Oh, and so we went after trap. the venue, like we turned out. And so I, it was like a country road that seems like it would be 50. Mm-hmm. It's like 35. So he, that cop was right there and just pulled me over. And I tried to, and, and there's a ton of venues on that road. So I mm-hmm. think he just looks for like yeah. people who are drinking and whatever. Uh-huh. And we weren't drinking. We're a good Baptist family. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so, and, but I was in my like bridesmaid's dress and he's, this guy's in his tux. And I was like, this is so embarrassing. But I, the guy just kept being like, are y'all drinking? Have y'all been drinking? And I was like, no, we're leaving my brother's wedding. Like, I think I made a joke of like, no, we're a bunch of ministry people. (laughs) (laughs) You're throwing everything out there. (laughs) I was trying to be like, please don't give me a ticket. And he did. It was very expensive. Because it was Aubrey, like small town. Small town. They need to make the money. Yes. Princeton was where I got my first ticket in college. And then North County was the second. Oh, right here. Yeah. On the street. There was four minutes left in the school zone shut and up. i was like from you know here to there to, to there the like the you could see line. it and i was doing a favor for mm-hmm. like this friend that i was dropping her kid off i was in college and mm-hmm. so he was late so i was rushing and it was like so close and that there was a motorcycle cop he just he went one way and the other motorcycle cop went the other and pulled both of us over and <gasps> i'll start calling you when i see Whoa. them like i call whitaker in the morning because i'm taking kids yeah. whatever and i'll be like slow down there's a cop and he's like okay thanks yeah. i'll t- i'll put you no, on I'm, text. I'm pretty I'll good text, now y'all. i don't i mean if we're on a highway i'll i maybe speed a little bit of course you have to yeah if not you're gonna get run over but right but around here i'm pretty, pretty i go with the flow it. of traffic and texas people just drive fast yeah. Like you will, Why? I will there, be five to 10 miles <laughs> over the speed limit and people are going like <laughs> flying past rise. me. That was me. That yeah. was yeah. me. Flying oh, past I'm sure you. it was. I absolutely <laughs> believe that. <laughs> love it. That's funny. Love yeah. It. So, so a few tickets. Awesome. I have been pulled over when I lived downtown Frisco. I got pulled over in my own driveway and that was really scary. It was after now. It was like 2 a.m. We had cleaned up Mm-mm. before it was like Saturday night. So we were here cleaning up and I left. I live 
like it's a block from the church. So I was, and I was very aware it's 2 AM. Mm-hmm. I saw the cop. He's going to be aware of speeders, whatever. So I was driving very much. Th- I was very aware. He like, I saw him, he was like in, in one of those turn-ins on Maine, mm-hmm. and he just followed me and I turned on my street and he kept following me, but never turned the lights on. That's so creepy. I just, it was so but creepy. Do you, have you ever had done that and called somebody and been like, there is a no, cop. Following I should me. have. I wasn't, I was just safe. like, surely if I pull into my driveway, he yes. will go past me. No, he pulled into my driveway and then turned on the lights. So uh-uh. then I didn't know what to do because I'm at my house. So I start to get out and he's like, ma'am, get back in your car, get in your vehicle. He's like yelling. And I was just like, I don't know what to do. Really? You should have cried. It was Why? so scary. Why that's was he crazy. pulling Well, over? so apparently that's, cr- what, that's awful. That's awful. What he claimed to do to a which woman. Now that I'm like, I don't know, past it, I was like, I probably should have looked into this more. But he claims that he was running every license plate on the road, which makes sense. 2 a.m. You're trying to keep awake. And, and he's bored. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So whatever. That makes sense. But he said mine was double registered, which I have heard of happening before to like it, like an old license plate number never got deregistered. Mm. So it kind of gets flagged as... Like, like maybe weird. somebody stole it or took yeah, it off something. your car and put it on somebody something else's like that. car. Something weird. So hmm. he was just running it and pulled me over. And then he wanted to chat. Because <laughs> he thought like, you were cute at 2 o'clock in the morning? Which maybe if I was bad. in the light. I bet he felt He bad. probably did. I he was kind of younger. Bad. So in a like more not 2 a.m., I would have been like, yeah, let's let's be buddies. But yeah. no, no, he was not. Let's be buddies. Yeah. I was like, can I just Love go it. home? Because I have to be at church in yes. three hours. So like. Please let, oh, me, like, let me go. But horrible. he was like, "Oh, how's the Dean Hawkins?" I was like, "Get, oh, yeah. get away He's from trying him. to make up. Yeah, he's making up after not being get very nice. Which mm-hmm. I get. It's scary for them, and I try to be like nice about that too. But still, that sounds horrible. Yeah. I, I just think of even my daughter if that happened to my daughter. Oh, yeah. And how like horrified I would be yes. for her. Which <laughs> I always knew in high school. Like one of my teachers was like girls y'all can if y'all get pulled over you can call and have your dad like you can yes. have him wait for your dad yeah. to show up and yeah and i never knew that was a thing. and there and are people do that now yeah because yeah. people pre- i think you can part of that. like if you're a minor you can yeah. say hey i'm uncomfortable can yes. my dad show like i can we wait until uh, my dad gets here and if you're a minor you're allowed to have somebody with you all the time you yeah. can even call your mom you can call like yeah think about that but what's yeah. funny i mean hmm. my thing is there's people that pretend to be cops mm-hmm. like you can even yes. put the stuff on the car yes. and so i'm yeah. like at 2 a.m like i'm going i don't know that's mm-hmm. just ugh. Yeah, i don't know that gives me so. an icky feeling okay we have some but, lightning round questions for you okay what is the last show that you binge watched and loved I'm currently watching uh, NCIS because I'm 20 Are years late. <laughs> and there's always, a lot of those. That's so a lot many. of binge watching. <laughs> yeah, so I'm not. I'm like very slowly binging it. That but is like, I like yeah, would always watch it when it was on TV, but I've never really watched it fully through. So I don't know why. So that's is it the, on Netflix? What's it on? Yeah, right? it's on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. So it's you kinda, like police shows? Yeah, I like crime, crime shows. Did the, you ever like CSI? Yeah, I did. I don't. That's not one no. I'm going to go back and watch because like Criminal Minds trumped it. Oh. It took all those crime shows and just made them Psychology a little better. Psychology yeah. part is playing a role in what you're Probably, picking yeah. here. That does make Criminal Minds different. Because yeah. CSI is all about like the forensics, the forensics right? Whereas, yeah, criminal and it's kind of cheesy. Psychology. And it is a CSI Miami, was, like the way he takes his sunglasses off every cheesy. time. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't say Miami. Sorry. But you can like I enjoyed it a lot. I love cheese. Yeah, I just won't <laughs> and binge it. It, own it. And there's so many of them. So many. Yeah. So many. It's like the Law and Order stuff. There's just but a yeah, I try to watch shows that I don't get too invested in because, like, life happens. Yeah, like I just tend to like put shows on in the background, and then I'll get sucked back in, like mm. Psych or Gilmore Girls mm-hmm. or Chuck or, 
I don't know. I tend to just watch shows over and over. It's really, oh, it's a bad thing. In my no, that's what I do. Like, I, it's I need to like bring it out on the background. Ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. put it on the background. Really? Mm-hmm. Then I start watching the whole season all over again. Me too. It's I do problem. the same thing. Yeah. Yep. Really? Yeah. West just... Wing and Last Man Standing and Big Bang Theory. This is and new Friends. to me that y'all just keep watching. Oh, like... yeah. I've watched Psych so many times through. What? <laughs> yeah. so I've watched just... West Wing probably. But you're and choosing. Like... Like, like, I'll every once in a while I'll turn on the, cl- like, I'll go through YouTube TV and be like, I just want something. And the closer will come on because it's the yeah. only option yeah. out of yeah. all of my channels. But I never go to Netflix, click this, click, and then be mm-hmm. like, I'm going to watch Closer, the whole thing, because I've seen it. Y'all legit pick a yep. season. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll well, start over from season one. And Sometimes I'll go, what happens is like life will be huh. busy. I'm like, I don't need to, like if I end a show that mm-hmm. I've been watching, like I watched Jane the Virgin all the way through and it's, mm-hmm. you got to like pay attention kind of, mm-hmm. it feels like. Mm-hmm. And so, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. But then I, then, you know, like pre-summer, like mm-hmm. lead up to senior banquet is really stressful. So I, if I start watching a show, then I'll just get sucked in. Get sucked in. So I'm like, I'll just throw on something that I don't have to pay attention to. Yes. Then I get that's and that is true because okay. I can do you can do stuff yeah. and it's not stressful because yeah. you know it like if it's one I don't know yeah, I'm like I... your emotions are up and down you're following yeah. it and I'm like oh That's no funny. I have to yeah okay I need to not be as engaged I think like the last new show I really binged was The Chosen I like rewatched it last oh. spring and... didn't you just take your mom to it are you no we're going to does she know? Did I just? Yeah, no, she knows. Okay, yeah, good. It's fine. Whew, that's close. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> what is something that spoiled thing? She listens, Christy. I know. I know. That's why I asked. What is something that? Well, people... when does this come out? I could tell you her birthday present too. <laughs> just kidding. Yeah. What so, is it, mom? You're getting a pretty little Advent devotion. Aww. Oh. And maybe another book or something. But... Did you write in part of that Advent devotion? No. Because you it's you've pretty... been published before. Thank you. Yeah. We should talk about that. We and we know. publish her. We put, yeah, we and do of, publish her. She's a, she writes on our blog. But I don't um, even yeah. count how did, Odyssey how hours we, as anything. Yeah. That's why I'm like, you get other people published. Oh, yes. <laughs> how yeah. did we avoid well, that? We need to. You're in a book? Was, you're in a book. Uh, yeah. yeah. What's the book called? Yeah. So, well, it's Minted, right? Is that what you're uh-huh. talking about? Minted Truth is a Is there another ministry. one I don't know about? No, I don't okay. think so. Unless someone quoted something you? or I submitted something I didn't know about it. Who knows? Uh, who knows? <laughs> I don't keep up. I mean, track. you watch shows over and over again. You never know what well you You don't know what's happening during that time. But yeah, Minted Truth is a ministry that a friend of mine started for teen girls. It's like a devotional thing. So uh, like when she first started it, we would write, a, me and a couple other girls, minister friends would write a lot for her. And so she asked at one point what I wanted to write. And I don't, or maybe she asked me to write the Advent one for that year. And so we wrote it on Luke and and yeah. published. It was a lot of work. Oh, I bet it was to, a whole like, lot of work. Because it, it was hard fitting, like, the book, like, she, the way she does her studies is book by book. Mm-hmm. And it was hard fitting, like, the book of Luke into Christmas. And, mm-hmm. yeah. But you did it. I would have probably done it differently if it was just free form. But mm-hmm. it was good. Yeah. What is something that people often get wrong about you? Hmm. I don't know. Um, I think people are surprised that I'm not naturally an extrovert. And... Which maybe that's not a surprise to people, but I, you know what's I'm, funny is a I, lot of the ministers say that because I think oh, we need really? to be extroverted in our job, but I think a lot of ministers are yeah. introverted. Well, I'm like too. an introverted extrovert, so yeah. like I can turn it on and yeah. off, and it just depends on how I need to like but recharge. You gotta recharge. Yeah. So like when I'm in front of people or with people, I'm I love to talk to people, and, mm-hmm. but then I just you know how many true extroverts do we really have on staff? We don't have that many true extroverts. One. Her name's Debbie. She's right there. <laughs> Who else would you say is your co-partner? Has got to be an extrovert. Um, and Chris. Chris is an extrovert. Yeah, he's an extrovert. Oh, there he is. Chris, me, Drake. 
Drake. We don't Drake's fully know sure. Drake yet. Drake we're is getting there. Sure He's, we're going to okay. drop his podcast is, soon too. Is coffee and extrovert have anything to go? Like, do those two things go together? <laughs> Maybe. Drake drinks a ton of coffee. Drake drinks so much coffee. Debbie drinks a lot of coffee. I do. I, Chris doesn't drink. He coffee. doesn't. He doesn't but drink he, coffee does he drink caffeine? Cokes. I mean, if he's tired. Yeah, we have a lot. Most of our staff is introverted, actually. Hmm. Now that I think about it, but we yeah. love people. They yes. love people. Yes. So yeah. it doesn't mean you don't love people. It just means you got to recharge oh, yeah. them and go and power down. Where yeah. you know. And I can be on and hype in front of a bunch of people. And you yeah. can for days. Yeah. And then you just got to yeah. take some time to recharge. It's a sl- I'm a slow fade. Like after mm-hmm. a trip or D now. You like to. Go I like to be around right? certain people and then certain other yeah. people, and then I need to like yeah. three days later. I sleep. Yep. You come out of the think, cave yeah. three days later. Yeah. Uh-huh. I think it's good to know ourselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, what is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, I was just telling somebody about this because I us. I always forget what it is until I hear it, happens, it and remember, yeah. and I'm like, I hate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, teeth grinding is oh. what I've decided is the worst to me. So like when, when do you hear that during? Well, the not often. Oh, okay. But my mom reminded me of like growing up, we'd stay at my grandparents' house and all all three of us would sleep in this one little room, and my middle brother would grind his teeth like. Oh. and it it was just the worst like you couldn't sleep at all but then I hadn't heard it for years until last uh January we were at passion with the college ministry and I like shared, shared a room with a couple of girls and this one girl grinded her teeth oh. so oh, bad no. and I had forgotten what that noise was but I was just like oh my gosh you have to get out like, that's you, like you have to leave nails on chalkboard yeah so but you don't hear it a lot but I just no. oh then but she, did she, she leave? No, she just kept sleeping. You, you I just leave. was like, I will not be able to fall asleep. But we were so tired that it was fine. Okay. But the next night I was like, girl, what's wrong with you? But you can't help it. You I can't. Because she looked at yeah. you like, nothing. What are you talking no, about? No, she was like, oh, I know. I was like, oh, she knows she grinds. <laughs> but there's nothing. You, there isn't anything. You can well, the it. mouth guard. Well, you can wear a mouth, you can guard. mouth guard. Well, and that's what. Yeah, yeah you can wear a mouth yeah. guard. Okay. <laughs> the noisy narrative is about cutting through the noise and getting to the heart of the matter. What is your narrative right now? Fill in the blank. What is my narrative? You can all say, what is your season? What season are you in? Instead of a noisy. Speak your truth. Um, Truth narrative. sounds like you're asking me. (laughs) What's your narrative? Speak your truth. That's the the girl (laughs) version of it. The young, junior high, middle school version. Yes. The like worldly version of it. Uh, What season am I in? Oh, I don't know. Um, Well, it's, you know holiday season so that's nice it feels slower but it does feel um slow. just you know life in general not just ministry mm-hmm. um i don't know i think i feel like a lot of there's a i feel like the spring semester was a lot of a lot of changes in my world and a lot of changes everywhere and um it just felt like the lord was kind of like a just wait and see just wait and yeah, see you like, said that a yeah, lot mm-hmm. just wait like hold on don't make any changes don't do anything wait and see and then i felt like something clicked right before summer and it was mm-hmm. like okay come on come and see what i'm gonna do and so i don't know it's just been kind of a cool season uh like summer was super sweet and then this fall has just been so good of like the lord to be faithful to answer a lot of prayers that we've been praying for our ministry and mm. just kind of like a I don't know. So now I feel like now that the year is kind of ending, I was just the other day, I was like, I think I'm just kind of reflecting it, like the goodness of what God has done this year. And like, it's been cool. So mm-hmm. I don't know what season is coming. And I was trying to come up with a <laughs> but, word as she was saying, cause you went from yeah, wait and see yeah. to come and see. Yeah. And now to, maybe it's a look and see. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Anticipation. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of anticipation. Like, yeah. So I don't know. That's kind of the, that's good. I mean, there's still things I'm like hoping and praying for. I'm like, okay, Lord, are we, what are we doing? But mm-hmm. 
That's what yeah. it's it's always so, it's always that way. But right? yeah, hopefully always. Mm. <laughs> Not that you're mm-hmm. <laughs> stuck mm-hmm. in a rut. Well, and sometimes life is just moving, right? You don't have time. Yeah. But when you're in this slower yeah. kind of time, you can just oh, go. Okay. Yeah. Let me look. What rhythms do I need to reset? Yeah. Like, or, yeah. Mm-hmm. Those are nice. Those are nice times. Yeah. Those maybe are, a reset. That's yeah. A, like a reset narrative. Like a. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Just like a. Take a breath. See what. Yeah. Twenty twenty three is coming. I can't sure believe it. It's weird. It on. <laughs> Somebody talked about 2032, and I was like, that seems so far away. But I thought in 1994, 20 or 2000 was With far the, away. Uh-huh. So I'm like, well, don't discount 2032. But Jesus, come back. It's crazy. Okay, here we go. Last question. You are a, you're in heaven, and you're looking down at your funeral. What do you hope people say about you? You cannot say she was a good and faithful servant or that she loved Jesus. Because those are ones that everybody. Because we're saying that about you. <laughs> okay, so great. what would you? What else you would you want to go a little deeper with okay. us, Brittany? Uh, oh, I don't know. I would hope. I mean, I think my biggest, probably one of my biggest fears in life is that I didn't use my life well for the Lord. Like that, I like missed what He had. So, just to for like people to say, like she knew what she was supposed to do and did it and. Like, knew what she was about and followed through. Like, like I mean, that probably goes along with the faithful part, but I just, I want people to be like, you're about Jesus and you you did it. Like, you followed through and, I don't know. It's well good. done. Yeah. Well done. So. Which brings me back to this. <laughs> you ready? Anybody y'all figured out what this is? Is this coal miner's daughter? No. Bare naked ladies. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Bare naked ladies is not at all what I was thinking. It's a song. I mean, that's the band. band. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Oh, there it is. I had a million dollars. You a house. This is the best song. My kids all know this song. This is one of my favorite songs. My youngest brother, who passed away, he would play this on the guitar, so it's memories associated. So we've gone from you have $100. Now at the end of this podcast, oh, if someone said you have a million dollars, what would you do with your million dollars, Brittany? I'd take a big trip for a long time, <laughs> and I'd buy a house. <laughs> you would buy a house. Yeah, you would do what the, the song says. That's the... I would buy myself a house. <laughs> that's, that's what good. we're hoping and praying for. So yeah, and you're looking. You're looking for it. Yeah, if anyone knows of a cheap house, hit me up. In Frisco, you do need quite a bit of money. <laughs> you need lots of money for that. That's right. Well, what you. would you do with your million? Buy you a house, Brittany. Oh, you're kind. <laughs> <laughs> That's a lie. You would not buy her. Yeah, a house. you would. What no, would you I do? Would. Don't buy me a house. <laughs> you would fix your car. I would buy cars for everybody, everybody. in my family. <laughs> we would all have a new car, all five of us. That's good. And you know what? I'd probably even throw it in for my mother. Yes. <laughs> That's so good. Extended There's warranty. a background to that for those of you who listen, is why. You still <laughs> have a ding in your car. Oh, yes, I do. My car is totaled. Because of hail oh, and the yeah. ding and all that stuff. But, you know. It's paid off. It's paid off. college. Kids, so we got priorities. two in college and another one. And priorities. But anyway, that's funny. What about you, Christy? I don't know what I'd do with a million dollars. I have no idea. I don't know. I think I would probably be frivolous with it and be stupid. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be remorseful. I want to take everything <laughs> back and then have it all sitting in the bank and want to stare at it on my phone all the time. But I have right now, just for today, because <laughs> it's going away soon, I'm sure. At so some then point, you need to go straight to a trust attorney. Money. Do not stop. Yeah. <sighs> The logical side of me would say, I'm going to invest it. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm 
not giving it to my investor right now. <laughs> but for now, I'm going to lick it in my bank account. <laughs> Thank you. Or let's do what you did. Let's go back and I'll put it in a little, um, like a mason <laughs> a jar. And just right. have it in a mason jar. Like our grandparents. That's what I have. Yeah. Like, let's stick it under under our bed. Just cash. Yeah. Just keep in it. In the mattress. Bury it. In the mattress. And then we forget it's there mm-hmm. until we die and somebody finds it. We uh, hope. Hopefully. Yeah. As they're moving our stuff and a million dollars fall out the bottom. There's stories of that, man. Really? How crazy would that yeah. be? You're moving somebody's stuff. Finding I'll a bunch find of cash stashes. That would be awesome. Not just given a million dollars. That's, that'd be nuts. I would rather be given than find. Yeah, because well, then you sure. got the guilt of like, well, do I have is to it really turn this mine? in? Is it mine? Yeah. Is Someone's going to come looking is it like for it. Sketch uh-huh. money. Yeah. What, what if you get pulled over at two o'clock in the morning of a million dollars in the back of your car? Well, you're doomed. My that policeman will start really, really, really cry. Then. I need you to really cry on that <laughs> one. My brother always tells a story of he was walking in the parking lot outside the movie theater with my dad after they'd seen a movie, and my brother found he's like a junior in high school. He found ten bucks on the ground. He picked it up. He goes found this so did I, he say finders keepers losers keepers. he was trying and um oh, no. and my dad was like son that no you have to hand it in and jo- john's like well but i don't know whose it is and he and my dad looks at him and goes but we know whose it isn't oh uh, <laughs> oh straight to the heart so what a john walked answer. into the movie theater and said i found these ten dollars on the parking lot <laughs> if someone comes looking for it nowadays we all giggle because it's like like anybody's gonna go up there <laughs> right so especially now, for a but my dad was making a point to my that's what my dad more yes. wanted was yeah. the point than it was the uh, logical part of it but does so. your brother was your bro- now does your brother turn around and parent his kids that way or does he say just keep it because no one's gonna come in and find it we all know but no, actually, really it's not yours he parents very similar hence his sharing the story then he thought it was stupid but now as a parent he goes I, I get it yeah maybe but i don't know maybe it depends but on the it day sure stuck if it's with me you guys. it depends on the day yeah. <laughs> i'm like i don't care i'm not parenting right now whatever take it and go go just buy me starbucks somewhere at target you or buy your toy another day maybe i'm like you need this parenting moment child that's true that gives you grace in the moments yes yeah for sure good. maybe okay well Brittany, thank you so much well, thank you for having me fun. on again good so fun so fun and we'll have you on again to talk about girls or another topic we okay. always have you on talking about what's going on with our with our teenagers mm-hmm. our girls good right stuff. not last time last time so. it was just singleness that's true Remember? that's right. it was a time before i forgot about yeah. that because people had you love that oh, good. there were some ladies so that were like i loved hearing her talk oh. about it and how yeah. she wrestles with it and just and just your the way you speak to it they liked it. They felt encouraged. You should listen to the podcast and read the blog because there's two different sides of my, sh- my world. That's true. Yes. That's right. Of so, Brittany's story. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I Yeah, we've had you on twice. And this is the third time. This is the third Whoa, time. Whoa, I'm a yeah. regular guy. You, you are. are. One of few. The only one, I think. You are. Thank you for saying yes now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, we always appreciate the yeses. Great. Anytime. Yes, we do. Yeah. Next week. All right, everybody. That's it from Noisy Narratives this time around. We will talk to y'all later. Bye. Life can be amazing